Welcome to Skin Deep with your host, Sharon Morton. She's scratching below the surface and bringing you the power to make informed decisions about what's in the food, water, and products you bring into your home, as well as issues that affect communities of color. There's no topic Sharon won't cover, so stay tuned for all things that are skin deep. It's a show you can't afford to miss right here on Sirius XM. Welcome to Skin Deep here on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Sharon Morton, and we're going to be doing more than just scratching the surface. Here on Skin Deep, we're giving you the power to make informed decisions about what's in your food, your water, and even your makeup, and so many other things that affect our bodies. After all, the government doesn't require health studies of most of the chemicals and personal care products, even though just about all of us are exposed to them. When you know what's in the products you bring into your home and how those chemicals can affect your health and the environment, you can make informed purchasing decisions that will improve your health mind, body, and soul. And speaking of what's in our food and how it affects our bodies and our health, on today's show, we'll be talking to health and wellness expert and owner of Everlasting Life Vegan Restaurant, Dr. Baruch. Many of you may remember that Dr. Baruch was a regular for several years on the nationally syndicated Michael Bazden Show. He's got some really important information about how a poor diet, stress, and lack of exercise is wreaking havoc on the African-American community especially because so many of us believe that in order to eat well, we have to sacrifice taste. And that simply isn't true, says Dr. Baruch. So as you can see, or should I say, as you can hear, we have a great show in store for you. Stay tuned right here on Skin Deep. Welcome back to Skin Deep. I'm Sharon Morton. And with us today to talk about how what we put in our mouths affects our bodies is health and wellness expert and owner of the super successful vegan restaurant, Everlasting Life. Dr. Baruch, welcome to Skin Deep. Thank you very much for having me. So glad to have you in here. You didn't bring any samples. I'm going to hold that against you. (laughs) I'm going to start doing this out at the restaurant. I think so. We need to do it on site. Hey, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to talk to our audience about all the great things that you do at Everlasting Life, but we're going to tell them a little bit about you know, how you started this journey, which started way back in 1995 out of the garage at your home and really how you were influenced by your second grade teacher. I know you've told this story a million times, but you don't mind telling it once again, Not right? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> One day I'm going to run into my second grade right, teacher. Right, right. And she's going to say, you know, I've been looking for you. And she's going to say, you owe me money. You, yes, you. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about that, how you got your start into this health and wellness journey. Well, I was, uh, I was a second grader who was enamored by his... Uh, teacher, and I was really, uh, I, I did everything for her. I mm-hmm. supported her by erasing the board, carried her books back and forth, you know, from her car. I gave her <laughs> an apple every day. I helped her check tests. She was indeed my most favorite teacher, even though I hadn't had a lot at that point. Right. But I was in love with Miss Williams. Okay, okay. And uh, when Miss Williams walked over to me one day and saw me eating a pork chop sandwich and began to challenge me and, and question, whether I should be eating pork and telling me all the bad things about pork. It didn't take but a couple seconds for me to realize that this was not going to be something that was going to be in my diet Mm -hmm. because I could see it was going to affect my relationship with Ms. Williams. (laughs) Right. Your relationship in your mind. Yes. Yes. That (laughs) she didn't even know about. But I think she did. You know, you you could see that smirk on her face. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, her telling you that pork wasn't good for you is what 
I guess, started this whole it, thing. It started me thinking about what I ate. Mm-hmm. So by the Even time I turned grade, in second grade, okay. it first started with, I want to do whatever I can do to please Ms. Williams. Right, okay. Then it translated into, wait a minute, there's deeper, you know, there's substance to what she shared with me. And let me take notes. So I did, and by the time I got to 11, 11 and 12, years I stopped old. Okay. everything. 11 years old, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. which is still awfully young to yes. deter- make that determination. You mm-hmm. stopped eating meat altogether. Yep, altogether. Wow. And so you, I guess, did the research and found that meat was bad for our bodies or, or what did you do at, at 11 years old? When I did, I did more research on pork. Okay. And then after researching pork, I realized, well, beef and chicken and the other meats that I was consuming weren't that far off from pork. Okay. So I said, you know, let me, I need to stop it all. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. What did that do in terms of your family dynamics? Because you were just a kid and your, your mother and father, they ate meat. So yeah. You know, when I was growing up, you either ate what was on your plate or you didn't eat at all. Well, that's so. exactly where I, I found myself. My <laughs> okay. father said, if my wife prepares it and you live in this house, mm-hmm. and that was a qualifier, if you live in this house, right, you exactly. know, under this roof, uh-huh. then you're going to eat whatever she prepares. Okay. And I said, wow, you know, that's going to be tough. Right. <laughs> but I also had the image of Miss Williams there in my mind. And I said, you know, I can't let Miss Williams down. Wow. So what did you do? What did you eat? I didn't eat pork. So we, we would have pork every week. And uh, the next week, I did not consume pork at all. And uh, my father let me know. He said, don't get up until you finish all that food. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep, literally fell asleep on the plate. Okay. And I uh, woke up, peeled the pork chop off my forehead, and <laughs> wiped off my face and went to bed. And uh, that was the last time I touched pork. But since then, and you know, for, for years after, I would just consume the vegetables. And okay. my mother began okay. to do more with the vegetables because she knew that was all I was getting. Okay. Yeah. And did this rub off on your parents by chance? or? Well, believe it or not, about 20 years later, my father called me up laughing, me, laughing on the phone. He called me and he said, I guess what? My doctor just told me I need to stop eating all meat. My next meat might be, uh, you know, might ruin my heart. Wow. And I said, wow, isn't that funny? Yes, yeah. Yeah. After all these years, I you're know. beating me up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother, uh, she, she graduated into more of a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle not long after I made the transition. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. You rubbed off on them. Yeah. So, you know, how do you rub off on other people? Because people, a lot of people grow up on Southern food, especially mm-hmm. in the black community. And, and even fast food today is a part of people's lifestyles. Uh, and a lot of people also think that eating healthy means having no taste. Yeah. So what should they begin to do to get on the path to, to health and wellness? Well, rewind 40 years, it didn't have any taste. Okay. Ve- you mean eating vegan? healthy? Yeah. yeah vegan. Eating, eating vegan was like really difficult. Yes. Like, was, I mean, yeah. why am I doing this to myself? It was painful. Yeah. But now with so many uh, analog meats or, or meat substitutes mm-hmm. that have flavored and textured and uh, given the same names as the food that you eat that would be meat, it's it's really not difficult at all now. Yeah, it's a it's an easier transition. Yeah. yeah, and I think too, a lot of times people don't realize that sometimes you can get addicted to some of these foods. Sure. You know, I know I was addicted to sugar at one point yeah. for a number of years, and it actually took me a number of years to to shake oh, yeah. that addiction. Oh yeah. So people may not realize that um, it takes a concerted effort, but once you do it and you're consistent. I think things get a little bit better. What do yeah, you think? I think so. I think when you when you also change your friends, and my, my position and what I teach my students is you have to change your friends. And if you cannot or not or are not successful changing your friends, then you need to change your friends. 
And you mean that because birds of a feather tend to flock together and do what others do. So if your right. friends are all doing drugs, then you're around them long enough, you're going to do drugs. Right. So if they're all eating pork, then you're going to be eating pork. Right. It's going to it's gonna wrongfully influence you. Okay. And, and if you can't get them to change, then you need to move forward and find some new friends that kind of fit into the same space that you're wanting to move into. Mm, okay. That's very interesting. I don't think people think like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people may think, well, that's what they do. I don't necessarily have to do it. But it, it we oh. are v very much influenced. Oh, yeah. And when you're around that group of people all the time, and that becomes the subject of so many conversations. Oh, what are you eating? That's oh, true. look, don't you want some of this pork chop? Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it does start to look really good. And speaking of looking really good, um, Dr. Baruch, your restaurant, you guys are able to make vegan food look and taste so good. Um, how do you do that? I mean, how do you appeal to people's tastes? Well, first off, we know that the backdrop is we want to make it look, taste, and, and, and feel like, you know, what it is that they got that was dead animal flesh. So we want to yeah. give them that same experience without killing the animal and also without damaging their health. Okay. So yeah. that is the, that's the foundation, and we go from there. Okay, so is there a difference between health and wellness and going on a diet? Definitely. There is a, dif a yeah. difference. Okay. A, a diet is, is, has a, a limiter, a delimiter, a time delimiter many times. And uh, with health and wellness, this is, this is a transition. You're tra changing tracks, and you're now on this health journey, and, and it's a lifestyle adjustment as okay. opposed to just a dietary shift. So how, what kind of help can people get to make this lifestyle change in order to embrace a better diet. And, and when I say diet, I don't mean like just going on a diet for 30 days. I mean a lifestyle that includes the diet of vegetables, more fruits and more vegetables. Right. Well, I think it's good to get a coach. And so when I, when I work with my client base, I'm able to give them all of the reasons why so many other people couldn't do it, but also all the reasons why so many people were successful at it. So that they can already have programmed in their mind, okay, you know what, I'm not going to make the mistakes that other people made. I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to learn the information. I'm going to substantiate the change. And then I'm going to take it step by step so that I don't jump ahead only to find myself not really being able to stand up at that point and falling backwards. So your coaching does all of that. Yes. I mean, you are you right there with the, your client. They're able to reach out to yes. you when they're having a hard time. Yes. Almost sort of like, uh, what is it, uh, when you're uh, Alcoholics Anonymous yes. and you have someone there that's always, that you can call on. Yes. So are you that person? I'm that person. Okay, and you know what? I forgot to ask you, what is your website so that people can see what it is that you do? What's your website? Yes, so the website for the restaurants is www.eliferestaurantgroup.com Dot com Again, www.elife-restaurant-group.com. Um, back to food addictions, mm -hmm. because so many people have them. Uh, you can be addicted to anything, chocolate, sodas, you know, so many people have them. How can people actually learn to um, step away from those food addictions? Because I actually went through withdrawals. Sure. I mean, literally, sure. sugar withdrawals. Yes. Um, and I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anybody to help me get those that addiction under control. It took me quite some time. What is it that you do to help people get through that? I think the big thing that, uh, or the big challenge is, again, not having a support group around you. So we create that support group. 
and we allow people to go th through this journey with others so that they can tell their story. You know, hey, you know, on Wednesday last week, I almost slipped, y'all. I almost fell, but I called so-and-so, and, -so and he, he made me feel better about the changes that we're making and the success that he's having and reminded me why I'm doing this and what the end goal is. So when you have a support group, it makes a difference, almost like a family. Okay, mm -hmm. so you actually have people that are sitting in this group and talking about their addictions, their food addictions, yes. and what they can do or how they can help each other. Yeah, and getting group texts, you know, so that everybody's kind of on the same page and hearing what other people's are going, what people are going through. Sure. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you did that. I just know that when I go into your restaurant, the food looks and tastes delicious. <laughs> I didn't know there was more to it than that. Oh, yes. But that's a good thing. Give us your website again. And and, and I think uh, people can actually order food from yes. you. Is that correct? Yes, that's Okay, correct. so what website can they go to? Great. Okay, so the website is www.eliferestaurantgroup.com. Dot com again elife-restaurant-group.com and if you want to go straight to the catering it's elifecatering.com okay yeah. okay and when we come back from the break i want to talk about your i think you're opening a third restaurant if i'm yes. not mistaken That's correct. and we're going to talk a little bit about that in food deserts and how you're opening up in a food desert which yes. is wonderful for the community mm -hmm. so you're going to stick with us right yes, dr baruch okay I'm here. so we'll be right back after these messages here on skin deep We're back here on Skin Deep. I'm your host, Sharon Morton, here with the always informative health and wellness expert, Dr. Baruch, giving us the information we might not always want, but we know we always need. Right, Dr. Baruch? That's right. That's right. <laughs> because when we know better, we should do better. And I'd add to that. Yeah. When we feel better about ourselves, because a lot of us know better, mm -hmm. but we don't make the right right choice. It's so hard It's when sometimes. we feel better about ourselves, you know, you finally say, okay, enough is enough. Right. I'm done with it. Right. I, I no longer want to subject myself to that because I'm at another level. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, and sometimes, Dr. Baruch, it is hard to do right. Okay, it's yeah. hard to make good decisions, especially when the bad ones make us feel good mm -hmm. in the short term. Yes. So speaking of that, soul food, um, yes. it, it tastes good. I yes. mean, it's what we were raised on, our parents, our grandparents, it goes back to slavery. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just thinking about all those Thanksgivings, uh, Thanksgiving dinners with macaroni and cheese and greens and, you know, fried chicken and turkey, you know, how do you turn away from that? Right. Well, without going too deep into maybe some of the politics of food, mm -hmm. I would say we have to be careful because the broccoli and the cabbage and the and the pork and the beef and the chicken that we're eating today is not the same food that our grandparents ate. I agree. So it has been manipulated, whether on purpose or not. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's affecting us negatively. And that needs to be part of the conversation. You know, yeah, that's what we used to eat, but, but that we ate that because that was the only thing we had to eat. Mm -hmm. And then it was part of our culture. And then seemingly our culture got infiltrated and, and it became 
almost like a weapon, and that you see that high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and all these illnesses, we rank number one. Yes. And we used to be healthy. Yes. Yeah, we used to be healthy Our and strong and vibrant. Were healthy. Yes. And and actually, the the green the greens that we ate were pulled out of the ground. I remember my grandmother yep. having a garden yes. in her backyard, mm -hmm. and she would we would go out there and pick the greens and and tomatoes and everything. She right. used to she used to can the vegetables and fruit. And so you're, you're, and I, you know, it's okay to get into the politics of food because people need to understand what has happened to food since then, 30, in the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, and so again, turning away from soul food is still hard, yeah. even though I may know that that chicken is loaded with all kinds of antibiotics and, and growth hormones. Uh, when I see it on the on the table for Thanksgiving, I want some so badly. Yes. How do I turn away from that after being conditioned all my life to eat it? Well, I think you hit the, the word on the on the head, and that is conditioning. We have to recondition ourselves. Okay. And that reconditioning is going to come from programs like this. Okay, where yeah. Where you're teaching us about cosmetics, you're teaching us about food, and you're teaching us about elements of our health and, and maintenance of our body that is outside the bounds of mainstream. So there needs to be more of us listening to what it is that you're sharing and what it is that I'm sharing so that it becomes more commonplace and you don't feel like you're alone on this journey. And when when you see that other people are doing it and they're getting success, when you see that you've got high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease, and your friend doesn't, and the changes that he made, which you know turned all of his diseases around, was he changed his diet, then I love myself enough to want to live longer and have a better quality of life. So let me make these changes as well. And let people know that those diseases can be turned around yeah. without... Uh, all the pharmaceuticals that are pushed on people. Sure. So you can lower your blood pressure. You can get rid of diabetes if you change your diet. You don't have to rely on all of these medications that are not good for you, that have so many side effects. Is right. that right? Right. So, the, you know, the standard black, or the standard American diet is really bad. The standard black American diet is even worse because it's more grease, mm -hmm. you know, it's more oil, it's more fat, it's more sugar, and it's more salt. So we have to now graduate out of that. And, and there's also the, um, the conditioning. Part of the conditioning is, oh, when I became a vegan, for instance, oh, you're eating like, like white people. Yes. What is up with that in yeah. the black community? If you eat healthy, you're eating white. What does that mean? Well, for the black community, we actually embraced the counterculture at some point. You know, we were we were called this different person. We were called these bad. We had these stigmas that were so. And at some point, we we embraced the stigmas. Mm -hmm. And now that was that was what we. Uh, that's how we related to one another, and that's how we associated ourselves. In that we said, yeah, that's us. If fried chicken is us, if you're gonna invite us, then you need fried chicken. You need to have, yeah, yeah. And that makes me, I'm black enough now because yeah. I'm eating all of these bad, all of these things that yeah. have been part of our culture. Yeah. And when you stop eating what's been part of your culture since you've been here in this country, your, you know, back generations, when you stop eating it, then somehow you don't want to be black anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's <clears throat> unfortunate. What, what do you say about all of the big businesses now that see organic food and see natural this and natural that? It's, you know, it's lots of money. They're making billions of dollars um, off of, as a matter of fact, you go into the grocery store and you're paying more to eat healthier, which doesn't make sense to me. Right. You know, you can buy the, the, the stuff that's not good for you, you know, very, very inexpensively, but the stuff that's 
better for you costs more. Right. What, what, what is your take on that? Well, my take is, again, the, the industry uh, is controlled by people. Mm -hmm. And the people at the helm of these industries have determined that we want to we wanna separate, just like we've seen separation in the United States of America ever since, but we're separating now healthy food from unhealthy food, and one of the, one of the separators is cost. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make the unhealthy food really inexpensive and make the healthy food expensive so that those people who we would rather have get high blood pressure, diabetes, and, and all the other sicknesses, they're going to have more access to the food that's going to cause those illnesses. Mm -hmm. you know, so again, at some level, we have to take more control over our food. Yeah. And that's getting into the restaurant space is why I did that. I knew that I needed to control the food. And once I could control the food, then I could control people's illnesses. Okay. And they could overcome those illnesses. So that's, uh, that's important for us. Food security is really important. Yeah. 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 And, and it sounded like food now is the difference between the haves and the have-nots. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, if you have the money, you can afford to buy the healthier foods. Mm -hmm. When you don't have the money, you have to buy what's left over, which are the unhealthy yeah. uh, foods. Well, well, I think it's the have and the have-nots that, uh, you know, but also the healthy and the unhealthy will create the have and the have-nots. And that people, as they matriculate through life and they get to their 30s and 40s, all of a sudden now they become drug-dependent. And their life changes and their economy changes because now they're they're dealing with the stress and the and the uh, pain and the and whatever challenges are represented by these illnesses that they have and it causes their economy to decline. Okay. So you think about somebody having their kidney removed. Now yes. they might not be able to do the job that they used to do. Right. You know, or they might not be able to work at all. Right. So now they're on social security for the rest of their life and their economy is gonna be a little different. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And when you say drug dependent, you're meaning on the pharmaceuticals for or the heart, the high blood pressure, yes. and all of the other things that they've gotten now in their 40s. When you know, back in the day, you didn't start getting those kinds of diseases until you were in your 60s and 70s. That's right. People are getting them, especially African Americans, are getting them even younger now, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. And the African American has a, another unique um, element to his reality, and that is that stress. Our stress level is higher. Mm -hmm. So whatever's bad for us is now going to be worse because we've got this cortisol drip taking place inside the body. I know I've drummed into biology and chemistry with that, but that cortisol that is being released by the adrenals is causing us to be in this constant stress mode. Mm -hmm. So now when you do something that is bad, it's multiplied. Okay. You know, and, and when you, actually when you're in the stress space, you want the bad for you, you food. You do. You use it to comfort. comfort. Yes. yes. Sugar mm -hmm. is very comforting. Very Cakes, comforting. pies, cookies. Very. I've been there. Yes. Very comforting. Mm -hmm. So that adds to the disease in yes. your body. Mm -hmm. So not only are you stressed, you're thinking eating you know, the cookies, cakes, and pies is going to help relieve stress, which it does temporarily, yes. but in the long run, it's actually making things worse. Yes. Um, let's talk about food deserts. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't know what they are. Explain to our audience. A food desert is um, a community where it's going to um, take you a, a taxi cab ride or a couple buses to get to a grocery store so that you can get some healthy food. Okay. Or food, a grocery store. So it doesn't necessarily have to be healthy, but it's a grocery store. 
And uh, I think we, we have a lot of them, especially in the urban centers. And I think it's on, on purpose. Mm-hmm. And it leaves us to eat nothing more than the, the, the fast food or the fast, I don't even call it food, but anyway. Right. And then the, the, the noodles that we eat, you know, yeah. like it's like it's a real meal. Yeah. Now we it's, have to break that cycle. Gotta, and you're doing that because you're opening up your third restaurant yes. in a food desert yes. uh, called E-Life plant-based soul food and it really does taste like soul food no one would ever know that it was plant-based so you're doing a lot for the community dr baruch and uh, we really appreciate that so let our audience uh, know again what your website is so that they can they can go and order some of this great food there we go www.eliferestaurantgroup.com again www.eliferestaurantgroup.com okay well it's been a pleasure of course having you. you on the show always informative we hope to see you again really soon. Great, thank you. Yeah. So that's it for now, folks. Uh, again, I'm your host, Sharon Morton, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Skin Deep. I hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in again for another insightful and enlightening discussion on all things that are Skin Deep.